0: Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Heart of Markness podcast. Hope that didn't scare the fuck out of you. That was pretty intense. I'm sorry. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I'm excited because <laughs> I um just discovered that on Tuesday, January 14th, I was the 250th most popular podcast on Apple Music USA. Now, that is a thin read to hold on to hubris wide wise wide. Jesus Christ. Take two. Boom. <laughs> um I mean it's not that big a deal, but it's a big deal because it's uh it's cool. There's thousands of music podcasts out there, and for a little while I was in the top two fifty, or the bottom of the top. Better than the top of the bottom. Um super cool. So I'm excited. And as a result, I have endeavored to try to raise the bar of this podcast so that I can at least get the episode number correct. This is episode 38, double, triple checked, I'm pretty sure I'm right, of the Heart of Markness podcast. Wow, my recording level is low. Thank God. Well, brace yourself. It's going to get louder. Get ready. Get ready. Hold on to something. La- There we go. A little bit louder. A little bit louder now. Who is that too loud? Nah, it's fine. Hi, this will be the new level now. Adjust your headphones accordingly, provided that you can still hear. Uh, disclaimer, I am not liable for your loss of hearing. And I'm judgment-proof, because I'm broke. So, good luck getting the money from me. Motherfuckers, here's an air raid siren. <clears throat> now um welcome everybody i am a happy boy today i'm in a good mood and i just found out that news so i'm riding that high because it's exciting i like this podcast and i'm uh working on it more and more to make it better and better and uh, i'm having a good time so hola the topic for today is a cool one um it is I mean, it's basically Brussels, 1975, Led Zeppelin, January 12th. Um, But the reason that it is that show is because it's one of the only times that they played When the Levee Breaks live and the Wanton song live. And therefore, it's noteworthy. They played it a couple of times um, early in the 75 tour because Robert got... The flu had a horrible, horrible chest cold and no voice. You know when you get super sick and it's like, shit, I'm going to have this for weeks, and your voice is super deep like Johnny Cash? Um, that's how he was. And being Robert Plant, that posed a problem when it came to live performance. Because Johnny Cash singing the Immigrant Song, or Since I've Been Loving You, would be a mismatch. Like Bananas on Pizza. so that was a problem that they had to compensate for. Well, they didn't, they just dealt with it and they said, fuck it, we're going on tour because they couldn't postpone the whole tour because numbnuts got sick. Um, all respect to Robert Plant. Jimmy, uh, kept up his tradition of fucking up his fingers before a tour, like he did in 73 by breaking his finger just before the tour started because, I don't know. He broke his finger just before the reunion in 07, too, forcing them to reschedule. So, I don't know why he does it. Some thalemic reason, probably. Or, uh, I don't know, man. It sucks. And I I believe it was uh, the tippity-tip of his left index, not index, ring finger. You know, the bendy one. The same one he's broken before. So... The fact that he went on tour with a broken finger, the most important finger, in my opinion, uh, for playing, was balls. And because he's Jimmy Page, he pulled it off. But what that meant was they couldn't he couldn't play Days and Confused. The Marathon songs were gone, or the Marathon, marathon song was gone. Um, so instead of playing Days and Confused, they went with how many more times instead of Days and Confused? Um but they only did that in Chicago, I think. Records from this era are sketchy. Um, oddly enough, since it's Zeppelin, but the very beginning of the 75 tour is is not ridiculously well represented. Um, and what is represented isn't the best quality. Um, but they played it in Chicago. They played how many more times? They did not play it in Brussels, which we're, we're, I'm playing tonight, and that's why it's a Brussels show and not an early 75 tour. Because... Um, Every recording I could find of how many more times on this tour was from, I think, the 21st or and the 22nd of January. And that's muddy for a whole other reason. Um, We'll get into that a little further down the road. But um, 1975, half of Led Zeppelin is hobbled. Robert's for real sick in his voice. And Jimmy's got a broken finger they soldier onward and they pull it off because there's Zeppelin and and for the most part musically um it didn't show up you could hear it in stuff like the rain song just cuz it wasn't as beautiful and flowing and filigreed as usual because he was working on you know 75% um miss i mean the pinky doesn't it's hard to use your pinky jimmy's not a big pinky user so he was down a third basically, because the pinky is fairly ancillary unless you practice and develop it. You know, somebody like Robert Fripp can use the fuck out of his pinky. Jimmy and 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 95% of other guitar players, not so much. I mean, we use it, but it's not, you know, up to snuff coordination and strength-wise as the other three. Anywho, <clears throat> so they went on, uh, they, they, they modified their set list in ways to compensate for these shortcomings and some of the ways they did show as the aforementioned uh, how many more times now on the brussels show i I don't think they played how many more times because this is uh eight nine days before the chicago shows where they did play how many more times and jimmy's broken finger was probably all the more broken and sore so he might have been really hurting um gee i wonder what he took to deal with his pain um (laughs) You know those pictures of him just slung back in the chair downing Jack Daniels? That's the tour. And imagine if your fucking finger hurt and you were using it for three hours a night anyway, and it hurt even more, and it probably hurt all the way up your arm and your shoulder because you're using all kinds of other ancillary muscles and things that you don't use and compensating. Man, I, I admire the man. I admire the perseverance he has. And and the talent, because in seventy five he was fine. Seventy seven, I would have less faith in him pulling it off as wonderfully. But um had Robert's voice not been, you know, really, 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 really compromised, these it would have been much better. But um, they pulled it off. I mean, there's still Led Zeppelin. It, it's not an it's not a horrible show, it's not a horrible sound. It's just like, wow, Robert's sick shit happens so what they did add to the mix for just a couple gigs was when the levee breaks and the wanton song now the wanton song i don't know why they didn't keep that because page and plant played it all the time um i think jimmy and the crows played it too but he did not play did he play it i don't think he played it on his outrider tour um it might it might have just been you know They didn't make the muster. Um, It bugs me that they put sick again in there because I don't care for that song. And they played it in 75 and they played it in 77 and they just played it at Nebworth too, I think. So maybe I'm in the minority. I know I have some weird opinions sometimes. So, but I don't like sick again and it's in the set list, but we're not playing it. Okay. Okay. Calm down. Find your center. Find your center, Mark. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to play for you a recording of Led Zeppelin performing When the Levee Breaks in Brussels, Belgium, January 12th, 1975. This is the best version of this tape that I could find. I listened to like four different uh, iterations of this, and it is um, the finest that I found. That being said, it's not a great recording. It's totally acceptable. It's totally acceptable, and the reason I don't have how many more times is the Chicago shows that I have found. And again, I listened to like four or five different versions of them. Um, are rough, and I found what sounds like a really low generation recording of how many more times of the show. And unfortunately, it's really clear as far as hearing like, hey, man, what are you going to do? Yeah, Jimmy, you could hear that stuff clear as a bell, like you can hear the meat slapping in the palms. So, you know, it's a low generation, but it must have just been recorded on a shitty like those little rectangular set on the table cassette recorders from the 60s and seven or the 70s. It must have been something like that because there's no bottom end at all. So you don't even know they're playing how many more times until Jimmy comes in with the wah-wah. And it's, it's off-putting because that part's pretty uh, clear and you can hear it. And Robert's voice is pretty clear because it's mid-range and higher frequencies. It's picked up easier. But the you know that song without the boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo and let's say half the drums, uh, it's not that exciting for me, especially if you're going to listen to it for 17 minutes. Uh, so I did not I did not include it. And I don't regret it. I'm bummed because I really wanted to be like, look at these three 1975 rarities. That's kind of noteworthy. That would probably, you know, put the buns in the seats. But uh didn't happen. I chose quality over quantity. You can easily track down um, that performance on YouTube or on you know, Archivegot.org has hundreds of Led Zeppelin bootlegs freely available. You can even stream them, it looks like. So go there if you want to hear it. It's fucking crazy. So, And it's worth hearing, if, if you're a fan, just to hear that. Because it was... Uh, I think it's the last time they ever played it. Is that true? They played it in 73, which I played for you because I'm nice. And introducing it, Robert even says... Here's a song we've played twice in five years, which is funny. Um, Why are you saying that, Mark? That has nothing to do with Levy. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm easily sidetracked. Thank God there's nothing shiny in front of me. All right. My patient, patient friends, thank you. Now, because you are good, I will play When the Levy Breaks. January 12th, Brussels, Belgium. It's a decent recording. The drums are good. Jimmy's good. And Robert's voice, I mean, he's not, it's in a lower register. He had to totally redo it, but he pulls it off and there's one, I mean, it's stuck in my head. It's stuck in my head, one of his phrasings, and I'll get to it after, after this, because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, wreck it, man. So, okay, 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 here I am. Here we go, here we go, here we go. When the levy breaks, enjoy it, my friends. Where'd my mouse go? There it is. My cursor disappeared, and I was terrified for a moment, but it all worked out. Okay, here you go. See you in like uh, eight and a half minutes.
1: Thank you. No. Well, a few numbers some old numbers that we never really attended before. This is what we really always enjoyed and finally got around to playing.
0: Well, there were moments in there where it was awesome. I mean, it wasn't shitty by any chance, but I mean, you could tell that it was you know, Jimmy was, was was playing it safe because he he was compromised. Very, very, very. I love the beginning. I love the beginning, and and when I listen to it, it doesn't sound like Robert has the flu. Maybe he got the flu in Chicago because his voice seemed to be much worse in Chicago. Um, I, I, it could be that he was sick or getting it. Um. And also, this song was chosen because it, ta- it was tailored to the range that he had at this point. And he had also had uh, vocal cord surgery um, the year prior. And therefore, maybe his voice was a little compromised, too, because, you know, the voices were a little different. And then it took him a while to get his oomph back. <clears throat> 77, it was powerful. 75, it, it had its moments. It, it took some time to climb, especially with being sick. So I liked that. Um very, very cool. I, I imagine hearing this in the same quality as the soundboard shows from this tour. You know, go like the the Nassau shows that I played a few episodes back, and or uh, the Seattle show in March. Um, much of the seventy-five tour is available in soundboard quality. These early shows are not. Um, they probably exist. Oh, and, and I realized while I was listening to that, that um, one of the reasons that even with a broken finger, they kept a marathon set in. Like how many more times replaced Dazed because it allowed Jimmy to use the violin bow and do that stuff. And they needed that because they had a laser system uh, for the first time. I believe it was for their first time. They had a laser show. And that was during you know, was supposed to be during dazed. And then Jimmy breaks his finger and can't really pull off dazed. Uh, at the beginning they, they, he got into it obviously, but at the, at the beginning he couldn't. So they're like, fuck it. We'll do how many more times and do the bow solo then. And, um, anyways, I wanted to mention that because I would forget and I didn't hooray. Um, but Levy, I I dug it. I dug it. I would love to hear that in the soundboard quality, get some more clarity and air around Bonzo's drums. Um, When I first heard this show, uh, this show in particular has been around for for decades, Um, and it sounded pretty lame. And this is a much better quality recording of this. It's maybe a low-gen tape. Um, The lineage, I think, said Master to Dat, to uh cdr so if it's off the master and it's from a good i think it's what is it oh jesus krco something like that kwro it's a a bootleg collective um that that puts out low gen tapes and it came out and i enjoy it some of the other tapes sound almost as good this seems to have a little bit more i don't know if it was tweaked with uh judicious hand or it's just a lower gen recording and therefore has more clarity but there's more a little bit more high end in that uh, throughout the song you can still hear bonzo's hi-hat which for me is is fundamental for levy because you know that's the chugga chugga of the bass drum choo-choo of the song nice phrasing mark why thank you pulled that one off pat myself on the back um, so I liked it. And I also liked, um, I liked the phrasing that Robert sings in the register. I mean, he has a limited range, but within that limited range, <clears throat> he still has force. He can still push it. So, um, I love the donut make you feel bad when you're trying to find your way home. You don't know which way to go. You know, he sang it better, but I sang it in a way that almost sounds like Axl Rose, <laughs> at least in my head. But um I love that. That's been stuck in my head uh you know for like a day and a half and I dig it. I would love to hear this in a soundboard. It will come out at some point, I'm sure. Because I believe the whole 75 show was uh recorded by Shoko the laser company. <gasps> but the lasers were only in America. Maybe they weren't in Belgium, so nobody recorded shit. That's a bummer. Epiphany well, in any case, uh, I have one more song for you all, and it is the Wanton Song. Wanton Song. Wanton. Um, super cool tune, and I love it. I love the drums in it. Physical Graffiti. It's a dirty, dirty, dirty album. Um, it degenerates into sleazy with Sick Again, but um, Custard Pie. Holy shit it's obvious what that's about, and uh <laughs> I think um somebody on Twitter today tweeted uh about how ballsy Led Zeppelin was or how cool they were that they opened the opening track of physical graffiti is about going down on a woman and uh yeah they were they were very sexual those boys, a little bit libidinous and uh to great effect, and they wouldn't have been. Half as sexy without Bonzo and Jonesy. Because Jonesy's big fat bass and Bonham's drumming. Jesus. God, they're good. All right. The Wanton Song. The lyrics of which are very, very sexual. Very, very sexual. Took my seed from my shaking frame. (sighs) Ah. Now my fire what is it now my fire needs a brand new flame and the wheel rolls on one could almost stretch it and make it about sex on the road who knows maybe my filthy mind is perverting the words of those sweet sweet boys maybe it's about baking bread or mother's day or i don't know the love of an eternal god but i think it's about banging girls on the road and let's hear it shall we all right the wanton song same show january 12th 1975 same quality which is good enough it is good enough and it's a novelty because these songs were only played a couple of times guys and we are lucky enough to have a recording of it it's 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 fucking bonkers um it makes me so happy I was going to say something really inappropriate because I was equating uh, these bootleg tapes in my mind. It flashed as the analogy was the Zapruder film, but how grim and inappropriate that is. So that's not what I was going to say, even though that's exactly what popped up in my head. I I looked at it and said, no, 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 no. All right. Sorry, folks. I'm gregarious tonight. (laughs) All right. Enjoy the wanton song. Bye bye
1: of physical graffiti. This is another song of lust. A little habit I picked up after meeting Phil Carson. One of my idols. This is called The Wanton Song.
0: Robert's voice was awesome in that. I don't think he was sick at all. I think he got sick in America. Um, and his voice is just, I mean, he's got his 1975 voice, not a 1973 voice. And also one thing to consider is this is the first time that they've played publicly since like July of 73. So, I mean, they're knocking the rust off too. So it's first night jitters, new set list, broken finger, Lower voice, it's uh, and they still pull it off. Wanton song, they should have kept that. That was powerful, and again, I would love to hear that with more clarity. That's kind of um, as far as, as fidelity, it's kind of like listening to an AM radio broadcast of a Led Zeppelin concert, but you're listening to it in your car stereo, which doesn't suck, so because it has a little bit of bottom end that an AM radio transmission doesn't typically but it's it's everything's all mixed together it's not very distinct you can hear it and go oh the wanton song but um it's all kind of smushed together like you know remember when you'd go to school and your mom would make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it would be in your um lunch bag maybe even in your locker just kind of room temperature and the jelly would kind of bleed into the bread and the peanut butter would kind of get shiny and weird still good i mean it's peanut butter and jelly but it was you know visually uh not as appealing that's kind of how this this is sonically things are kind of bled together it's awesome but it's um you know it's it's it 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 could be done uh elevated to a higher level as it were so that's it f- for us um i don't have a how many more times good enough to play for you so we're gonna wrap it up I still managed to get to uh, almost 40 minutes and I'm sure I'll top 40 minutes before I go away because now's the time when I talk about the podcast business, 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 business. Um, Hey, thank you for listening very, very much. I love doing this. I love hearing from you guys. I love knowing that people are listening to this and that, you know, it, it makes some of you really happy. And that's the whole point of this. Is a way to connect with you people without having to touch you um, and, and and no for real, it's connect on, on a level. Music's a very, very personal, deep, intimate thing to connect you know a, a level on which to connect and um, it, it's touching to have made friends and people all, all over the world people that I would never otherwise meet, connecting over our love and appreciation for Led Zeppelin. And that's super duper cool. And in fact, somebody contacted me, and I've been talking about, um, basically just took screenshots of his entire collection that he has on his hard drive of Zeppelin and Zeppelin-related shows, and was like, here, how can I help? And that's incredibly generous, because it's a pain in the ass. Just as to, to do that and say, here are the shows I have. And he had really deep cuts. He has probably two dozen Them Crooked Vultures uh, recordings, including the one that I've been wanting to play for you guys for so long. And he has a, he has so much, so much, a lot of which I had at one point. But uh, when I got divorced and I was really, 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 really down, um... I just had them in uh big plastic totes, CD cases after CD cases. These are CDRs, these are not bootleg originals. I mean, I'm 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 stupid, but I'm not crazy. Um or I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. One I don't know. They were just CDRs that I burned over the years. Um and I just either gave them away or just sold them by the bin. Like here, you want this, you want these 7500 or whatever CDs in this bin, give me 20 bucks or 10 bucks, I don't remember. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. Because those shows. I mean, I can get the Led Zeppelin shows. Those are pretty easy to get. But the oddball ones, like Jimmy Jamming with Jaco Pastorius, or these them uh, them Crooked Vultures, or you know, um, all these other ancillary little Jimmy Jamming with Bon Jovi, Jimmy Jamming with Poison, Jimmy Jamming with Les Paul, all these little snippets, Jeff Beck, that I want to play. Um, or even something as mundane as trying to find the Robert Plant show in 1988, the Now and Zen Tour, uh, where Jimmy got on stage before the Atlantic Reunion at the end of the Nonstop Go Tour, I think. It was in England. Jimmy got on stage and played three or four, maybe five songs, including um, a blues called The Gambler's Blues, which is fucking amazing because it's the first time you hear Jimmy back playing blues. <coughs> and I want to play that for you guys because my copy... Was off a of vinyl. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I apologize. Got a tickle in my throat. My one of my blood pressure medications gives me a dry cough, and it baffles. It drives me crazy. Yeah, Mark. But you also smoke weed, don't you? Yes, mother. But um. Anyways, I wanted to share that with you. And and he probably has it. And I'm I'm glad I can finally connect with people who are so generous with their resources you know, because they, they like this podcast. They like it that I'm doing this. And, and because of that generosity, it's, uh, I'm not going to mention names cause he didn't say if it was cool or not, but, um, because of generosity like that, I'll be able to do that and play these things that just like, look for 30 years, I've been loving this. I want to share this with you. And most of you will go cool. And some of you will be like, oh my God. And that will light a fire in you and you'll carry that with you. And it, it's, there's something to it. There's something to it. There's a connection and it's really crazy to be on this side of that connection of, of the creator aspect of it. I'm a creator. Um, instead of just somebody listening to it and going, Oh my God, that makes me so happy. Oh my God, that song makes me so happy. Or that podcast made me laugh and made me feel good. Um, made me feel real good. (laughs) I've had this joke. I told somebody at work, um, about my podcast, somebody in, an, in another office, um, further, further south of us. And, uh, she's like, Oh, what podcast? And I told her that it was <laughs> that I read, uh, Edwardian erotica in the voice of Marvin, the Martian, <laughs> my lower the pantaloons. Um, and it made me laugh. Why did I say that to you? I don't know. I thought I wanted to shoehorn it in there cause it was funny. And I lost whatever I was doing. Oh, yes, you. That's why I lost track. I was not talking about myself directly. I was talking about you. The spotlight always has to be on me. Um, and it's crazy that there's this connection and that there's re- this relationship now with you guys. And, you know, if as you're listening to the podcasts and um, there's a guy in the Facebook group who's like jamming through them. He's like, I'm on episode 17 and I started at one and I'm catching up. I'm like, wow, that's crazy to have, to have somebody binging my podcast. Cause man, those early ones were, uh, I don't want to say they were rough cause it's, that that would be implying that these are smooth. Um, and they are pretty cause I have this awesome mic. Thank you again, Jeremy. I love you. Um, but those early ones, I listened to it because those those shows, like the Copenhagen show, I was like I love it, and they were so earnest, and I did so much research, and I had books opened and notes and and highlighted pages and outlines because I wanted to get it right. And now I'm like, yeah, here's this show. It's episode uh 38, whatever. And it turns out it's not 30. Like I'd last a couple weeks ago, I was like episode 35, and it was episode 36, because that shit doesn't matter to me much. Because it's not—it's not, it, not going to ruin the experience. It's not going to be like, man, I really like that Led Zeppelin show, but Mark fucked it up. No, um, but on a level of professionalism and and putting out a product and something I'm putting my name on, uh, yeah, it's time to start paying attention to those things. So I got the episode number right, episode thirty-eight, motherfuckers, thirty-eight. I scream it to the heavens, thirty-eight of the Heart of Darkness podcast. So if you want more of this, (laughs) um, follow me on Twitter at heart of Markness or join the Facebook group at heart of Markness, just heart of Markness. Look it up. It's there. There's people, different people in both. There's a little bit of overlap, but it's different folks. Uh, the Twitter is much more. Here's my podcast. This is cool. This is cool. Like, 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 um, whereas the Facebook is more, here's my podcast, uh, this is cool, this is cool, like, 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 no, sharing stuff. Um, I don't know, it's different stuff. And there's the website, heartofmarkness.com, on which I post my podcast and different stuff. And I also post links to the show itself. Most of the time, you'll be able to download whatever show we're dealing with on my site, Heart of Markness. Um, I upload it to Mega and then you can download the entire show, not just the songs we listen to. So at some point, very, very soon, maybe tonight, wink, um, you'll be able to download this Brussels show. The entire show and hear it in its beautiful completeness. And I love doing that too, and that's a little bit of a pain in the ass for a lazy fuck like myself. But it's also incredibly gratifying to do it because then once it's up there it's like my children, please take, take of my flesh because I love sharing it because this was shared with me and that's how this goes. You don't have to buy bootlegs. I mean, if you want to for the collectibleness but I, I don't think they hold their value much anymore because we're getting older. Uh, the golden time for that was a few years past. They're still putting out great shit, not knocking people who buy it. It's more envy because they can't afford them. But um This music is freely available. There's just an incredible community of folks who share live music for free. Like I said, go to archive.org. I share these, um, the shows that I broadcast. So you can go to heartofmarkness.com and see, or go to archive.org and search for Led Zeppelin and find, I think there were 192 shows. Fucking bonkers, man. Or go to YouTube. You can listen to almost every Zeppelin show, almost every Zeppelin bootlegs up there. And, you know, quality, how's the quality going to suffer? Maybe a little bit. But, I mean, if you're an audiophile, you're not going to be like, I know what I'll do. I'll go to YouTube. So avail yourself of this. Um, If this music means something to you, if you're pumping your fist and tapping your foot and, you know, you don't want to drive off a bridge or you briefly feel alive or you briefly feel like the world's in color because you're listening to this stuff and you're remembering then, you know, avail yourself of this. Don't just listen to this podcast. Listen to the music. Go back and listen to When the Levee Breaks. That song is amazing. It, there's a reason that it's iconic. It, it is great, and it is dirty. Bonzo's drumming in that hall? How crucial was it that Jimmy discovered the acoustics or, or realized that the acoustics of that entryway in Hedley Grange were perfect for recording the drums? Because if you listen to the, I think, deluxe edition of 4, where they have the alternate takes, and they have that alternate leg levy, that's more boo 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 Bonzo's drums aren't booming in that. And it's an entirely different song, and it's not as memorable. I mean, there's a reason they didn't release it. So yeah, listen to that. Hear those booming drums and that fucking beat that just makes you... I don't know, Pulse, and Jimmy's dirty, 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 dirty slide. Jesus Christ, what a band. All right. <coughs> I've blown past uh 45 minutes now. So, yes, Twitter, Heart of Markness. Please leave me a review. I begged for it last week, and you, some of you did, and I'm so thankful, because it really, really helps. I can't help but think that the reason that I did pop up briefly— to the number 250 spot on the Apple chart was because a couple of you left reviews and therefore my relevance rose up. So people who were searching for Led Zeppelin, and there's got to be a lot of you because it's a huge band, found me easier because I rose up in the rankings and they didn't have to scroll past, you know, Norm MacDonald and, uh, you know, Roger Ebert's ruminations on Citizen Kane and all that shit that that you have to go through before you find my podcast. Um, it helps the relevance, makes it easier to find. When it's easier to find, more people listen. When more people listen, it benefits me. So thanks. <laughs> Leave me a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Please, if you, like, if you like this, if you're motivated and go, holy shit, this is kick-ass, take the time. Like if you're on your phone right now and you know you're chewing your sandwich... Take the time. Flip it open. It's doing a good deed. It'll make me happy. And, of course, tweet me. Follow me on Twitter. We can become friends. Follow me on Facebook, the Facebook group. We can become friends. You can make other friends there and find other Zeppelin people and find more cool shit. And that's how a community is made. And that's how an interest turns into a hobby. So enrich yourself by enriching me. Which brings me to my Patreon. No, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Soon, though. All right, friends, thank you very much. I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. You have no idea how much it means to me. Adios.